our snow monster, the Wampa, was actually an actor dressed in this costume. Steady, girl. Hey, what's the matter? You smell something? Not that Dez Webb, who played the Wampa, had it easy. Dez is 7'4". He was trying to walk in snow on two and a half foot stilts. With his mask on, he was 11 feet tall. New Tauntaun, Wampa, and action figures each sold separately. Han Solo, help! Oh no, it's got Luke! Wampa! Watch it, Tauntaun! Gotcha! New Tauntaun comes with an open belly rescue feature. You'll be okay, Luke, as soon as I chase away that thing. Wampa! Wampa! New Tauntaun and Hoth Wampa and other action figures each sold separately from Kenner Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back Collection. episode that we did was all of them <laughs> well <laughs> or, or none of them more accurately there was the ewok water challenge last year the the the, the ewok joined the fight water challenge that was really good but a really really good one was episode number 274 hot wampa summer yeah that was a hot one I, you know and i remember the part in the beginning when we were talking about wampa feet do you remember that? Yeah. How could, how could I forget talking about Wampa Feet? I, rem- I remember it like it was yesterday. Wampa Feet, though, I think are a very underrated part of the Wampa in general. Well, it's crazy to think about if the toy didn't come out, would people have just, like, come up with just their own crazy anatomies for Wampas? But we did see the feet, which is very important, which I, I feel like when we had Spina on and we did the whole episode about Star Wars feet, I don't think we talked about Wampa feet. No, I think we forgot. Well, we'll have to have Spina back on and we'll just do a whole episode about Wampa feet. Oh. <laughs> is that the phone ringing again? Uh-oh. I think I recognize that. I, be- I better pick it up. Well, we better see who's there. This-, this could be anybody. I don't know who it is. Could be anybody. Hello. <laughs> oh, there we go. Hi. It's it's Tom Spina. I know that no one's. This isn't broadcasting right now. You guys are just recording this, 
and that I am, you know, hundreds and thousands of miles away sitting at home doing nothing and just all of a sudden felt like I need to call Jason and Gabe right now. And I, I, I have to trust that feeling. It hits me and I do it because it feels like you need me. And I, I don't know what it was this time. What, what were the words you said that summoned me? We were just talking about Wampa feet. I've got to go. Have a good show, guys. Bye. <laughs> Wampa feet. <laughs> so are you saying that when we did an entire episode about feet of Star Wars, we somehow didn't talk about Wampa feet? Somehow. Yeah, that is true. That is one of the, the one of the greatest errors we have ever made. Wow. How did. How did we not talk about the Wampa feet? Well, now that we've got you here, before we get into everything else, let's let's talk about Wampa feet. Okay, if if you insist. <laughs> we we heard you were always up to talk about Wampas, so that part's true. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't specify which part of the Wampas we could talk about. The feet thing seems weird. I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> It wasn't that long ago. We did an, an an episode that was over an hour long, just about Star Wars feet, and I think forty five minutes of that was about Yoda feet. And and I I feel like that was your idea. I'm just throwing this out there. I really, <laughs> I felt a little roped into that. Uh, we dragged we dragged you in feet first. That's right. Yes. Uh, no. So yeah. Okay. Well, here's the problem with Wampa feet, and 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 this is. I mean. Perhaps this is an important thing to talk about uh, just in general with the Wampa is, you know, when you talk about the Wampa, you have to ask the question, which Wampa? Because there are, you know, three distinctly different Wampas. Uh, and in fact, there's really more than three, but there's three distinct ones that are meant to represent the one that attacks Luke. The foot game is very different on all three. <laughs> On the original Stuart Freeborn costume, you never actually see his feet very well. He's just, it just sort of looks like, uh, you know, the, the, the bottom flare of the, the, the leg kind of flares out a little bit. It's almost like, you know, just these tuby legs that go into the ground, very much like the action figure, uh, the old Kenner figure. Um, when you get to the puppet Wampa that Phil Tippett did, Real weak in the foot department. Uh, in, in fact, he didn't exist from the chest down. So uh, his feet were real, real not great. Uh, and then you get to the special edition where they actually had sculpted feet with big claws and everything. Uh, but they were pretty covered by fur. Um, but he definitely had much bigger feet going on, kind of a big clawed, big foot kind of look to it. Um, and maybe you see the tips of his toes uh, in the final costume after they trimmed up the hair. Uh, but he definitely has much bigger and more pronounced actual feet. So, you know, if, if we're giving Wampa feet on a uh, on a scale of Wampa, Wampa Wampa or Wampa Wampa Wampa, <laughs> I am going to say uh, the, the original Freeborn costume gets a Wampa. Wampa! The special edition gets a wampa wampa wampa. Wampa wampa wampa. And the regular old uh, Phil Tippett puppet gets no wampas at all because he has no feet. What about the 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 man in the stilt suit that wasn't didn't end up in the movie? Did the stilt suit thing have feet or 
So that's yeah. When I'm talking about the freeborn one, that's the one. That's the suits, the stilt suit, and it, it really just looks. So there was a picture I I shared on the group. Uh, um, let's see, February seventh. If you happen to go into the Regal Robot Facebook fan and collector showcase group, there's a great picture of the freeborn Wampa there, and you can just see these sort of tubey legs that just flare out a little bit at the foot, but there's no discernible toes or toenails or anything like that. Um, and and in fact, you know those legs. That's Des Webb under there in the costume. Uh, who is a giant of a man. I, I I have to look at what his actual height is. My recollection was that he was as tall or even possibly taller than Peter Mayhew. And they decided to put him on like these two, two and a half foot bucket stilts and then outfit him in this outrageously heavy costume and give him these gigantic like six foot long arms that must have weighed an absolute ton and expected him to walk in you know giant snow piles in the middle of norway and just you know with his head barely even coming up to the neck of the thing so you know the full thing was like close to 10 feet tall and uh yeah not not ideal as a situation for poor des web and and it did not work all that great See, if it would have had fancy toes with claws on it sticking out, maybe it would have been more stable. It would have helped. (laughs) I'm going to venture to guess that, yes, stability would have been improved with a larger footprint, as they say. So, uh, you know, one of the things that I put this in that same post, uh, I read a quote from Ken Ralston. Uh, It was in J.W. Rinsler's Making of Empire Strikes Back book. Brilliant book. If you don't have it, go and buy it. Uh, Tell Amazon I sent you. Um, (laughs) They care. Uh, But he's so Ralston's quote about it is a little long, but it's I, I think it's good. He says there's a lot of stuff going on. We were shooting inserts and weird stuff would happen. We saw the rough cut of the abominable snowman scene. And whatever they built in England was so crappy and so bad that John, Philip and Dennis and me were like, I don't want this in the movie I'm working on. And now we're getting really arrogant because we know everything laughs, you know, (laughs) laughs is in brackets, folks I'm reading. And he says what they had looked like a big owl, kind of nice and cuddly, but not scary. And we weren't about to let something that dumb get into the film. So Phil built a miniature head and we went on a vacant lot and shot it up at a cloudy sky. And luckily George used it. It's a great summary. I love the, the, the classification of it as an owl, or, and looking cute and cuddly because that original freeborn Wampa does look cute and cuddly. That said, technically, there's more than one freeborn Wampa. So you have the one that attacks Luke in the cave and you know, on the uh, attacks Luke and then gets him in the cave. Again, this is in the original cut. In the, even in the special edition, there is still one shot of freeborn's Wampa. And it's when the Wampa is coming towards the camera to get Luke at the very end of that sequence where he's just about to come to get Luke and he gets his arm cut off. That shot is the freeborn Wampa, but they very wisely had him put his hands up in front of his face. So you can't really see him all that well. But in the cutscenes that they did for when the Wampas were attacking the base, uh, Echo Base, they modified that wampa they took his horns off i think they kept his ears but they covered his eyes with these giant bug eyes like literal like insectoid looking eyes um and they tried to make him more menacing and scary looking 
unfortunately, the costume still didn't move very well and was just so unwieldy that they wound up, you know, obviously not using any of that footage at the end of the day. Um, it would have been neat in the special edition. It's funny. If it were up to me, I don't. I mean, tell me what you guys think about this, but how cool would it have been in the special edition if rather than them replacing the Wampa in the scene where Luke comes out of the cave, they left it the way it was in the cave where you shoot around it and you never really see it in full and then keep the Wampas attacking the base later and use the new man in suit to recreate those shots that didn't work and put those shots into the film. I'm always up for more Wampa, so I would have been I would have been down with that. I always forget that those deleted scenes are on Disney Plus. If when you go to the Empire Strikes Back and if you go to the extras, they they're you can watch them on the extras on Disney Plus. I like I always forget. Like sometimes I'll be like, oh yeah, the extras, and like what's on here again? Oh my god, the deleted Wampa scenes, and that crazy Wampa going through Echo Base is so crazy looking. But it's it always blows my mind too, like the way they first introduce the Wampa when he's just kind of rubbing his hand on the ice. Yeah, Han and Leia are having their like famous banter. You know, no, that's not it. Uh, you know, you want me to stay because of the way you feel about me. And the camera just kind of pans away from Han and Leia to the ice with this with this Wampa hand kind of waving through the ice. Yeah, it's kind of insane, but I'm I'm kind of into it. And if if they would have done that in the special edition, I wouldn't be like, well, that's a choice. Oh, it is a choice, technically true. What's crazy too when you were talking about let's let's talk let's go back to the feet when you were. Oh, well. All right, guys, gotta go. <laughs> when you were talking, I got my my old action figure down when you were talking about the the bucket feet and good lord, I never I always thought that like the original old toy. It had this those flat feet. It was just perfect. Like it's your your Wampa toy never fell because it just had solid fat flat feet. And I always thought about that. Like it makes for such a great toy because it's got these huge, ridiculously huge hands. Yeah, and just these yeah these little like tree trunks, tiny. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, yeah. And and it's weird they put that one dent on the one foot so you could have like the one foot forward and the one back, which is just a really weird way to display him. I I yeah that that figure was one of my favorite things growing up. Ah. So the the old figure, so the the body was based more on what the the freeborn Wampa for sure is the but the face looks nothing like what we saw like in the the deleted scenes. Well, it's funny because the there is a shot of Phil Tippett's Wampa. So there's there's something. So the face looks similar to the freeborn Wampa. With the exception of, so it's got yeah the the exposed brown horns. It's got the big cat ears. That's all freeborn Wampa, hundred percent. But the the head being wider and kind of merging into the shoulders more, and the triangle eyes and mouth. There is that sort of jack o' lantern, the jack o' wampa, if you will. Uh, there is a great shot of Phil's Wampa before he did the trim up of the hair on the face where the hair is falling down over the eyes and the mouth, and it creates these three triangles, just like the figure. And in my mind, I'm like, somebody at Kenner saw that 
Like somebody, you know, was making this thing and started off sculpting the, the you know, kind of goofy owl that, you know, Freeborn made and then said, ooh, this face is kind of creepy. Let me, let me use the face from this one. But I don't know. I, I'd love to figure out who sculpted the Kenner Wampa and find out the real story on that. Find out, you know, what they were using as their reference, what Lucasfilm sent them, because it, it the body definitely is the Freeborn Wampa, like a hundred percent. It's really, yeah, it reminds me of back when we, you know, when we had you on last year talking about the Rancor, when you pointed out that the, the, the Kenner Rancor was clearly based on the, the tippet. Yeah. The maquette. Yeah. The maquette, not so much what you see on screen. And I never even thought about that. And yeah, yeah, now looking down at my, my old Wampa figure, (laughs) it's, it's really interesting. The it's funny, there are actually parts of that freeborn suit that survive to this day. When Stuart retired, he had boxes of stuff left over, and we got to go through some of those in England back in like 2004 or 2005. And, um, and in one of the boxes, uh, it was uh, myself and Andy Goulding, and um, Brandon Allinger was around too, but I pulled out of a box a claw. And immediately, it's got a really unique hook to it. It's very straight, and it only hooks at the end. And I'm like, that's a wampa claw. That's a freeborn wampa claw. Had a big cable coming out of the bottom of it, too, um, which, you know, like cut off, but clearly had been in one of those articulated hands to scrape against the the, the, the ice weirdly as Han and Leia are talking. Guys, scrape, scrape. <laughs> Guys, I'm over here. <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? Yeah, that's that's how Stewart's wampa sounded. Uh, but and and sure enough, in the box we found you know enough claws to make a whole hand. So clearly, someone had like disassembled one of those hands after production. And be like, well, we could use these claws for something. Put them in the box with claws and teeth, you know. And then we found uh, teeth that were the same as the ones on on the Freeborn Wampa. And those same teeth, they came out of a mold, probably for some kind of animal or something. Uh, but they were the same teeth that were used on Snaggletooth that were used on the, um, the Ugnaught who has a kind of little tusks, the Wampa it's, it's, you know, Stuart was always, uh, economical. And if he had, uh, a mold for something, he wasn't going to, you know, he wasn't going to reinvent things if he could say, well, I got a mold for teeth. I need teeth, you know? <laughs> um, but so, yeah, so those teeth existed. The eyes were still in, uh, one of the boxes and the horns were there. The, um, the horns from again that that original freeborn wampa they took to Norway, and uh, those were really cool. I, my recollection is they were actually hand carved out of balsa wood. I could be wrong on that, but I, that was my that was my uh, that's my recollection on them. The suit itself must have weighed a ton. I mean, they uh, that was another thing. He had a box that that, that just said wampa fur on it, like you do, uh, and it was all sheepskins and goatskins like with the leather on the back and everything they, you know, those kind of skins weigh a ton just on their own. And this suit is covered in them and even layered in them in some places you could see like on the chest and stuff. It's, it's over, it's like, you know, two or three layers in some areas where they're trying to make it look like extra musculature and stuff. And it must've weighed so much. I can't even, you know, I mean, the, the, the footage of, of Des Webb you know, face planting in this costume over and over again, it, it's just like heartbreaking because you just have to go like someone had to know 
this was going to happen to this poor man, you know? Because that's that's like five goats worth of fur at least. Oh, I'm, I got to say it's more than that because it's 10 feet tall. You know, you're, you're probably looking at, you know, well, gosh, like I'm looking. It's like a whole herd of goats. Yeah, of course I heard of goats. Uh, don't be ridiculous. No, yeah, it, but it, it's like it's got to be, yeah, like eight, ten goats. I don't know. It's insane. And if if even if each one of those skins is only like six or seven pounds, you know, even if each of those skins is five pounds and you got ten of them, that's a 50 pound costume. And that's before any of the mechanics in the arms, any of the materials for the, you know, the bulking out of the costume, the shape of it, the foam, the arms, the, the you know, the bucket stilts, the head. I mean, this costume had to weigh, you know, a hundred plus pounds. And, you know, you had this tall, thin guy inside trying desperately to wrangle it and just, oh my gosh, what a, what a crazy endeavor. Yeah. On the, the S the great SPFX documentary with the making of empire, which is not on Disney plus, but it is on the Blu-ray and it's on YouTube too. Um, there's, there's a lot of footage of great footage of, shots that are not in the movie of the Des Webb suit dragging what's got to be a fake Luke. It's a dummy. Yeah. <laughs> because there's one part where Des Webb just falls over backwards right onto right the, on the, the, yeah. the, the, <laughs> and that's how Mark Hamill died um, <laughs> and was replaced with a secret double that ILM built. Um, and that's why yeah. they put the Wampa scene in to hide the fact that his appearance changed because he's now a secret double. I'm, su- I'm surprised the the bigger Luke conspiracy had never uh, got onto the uh, the the Des Web. They because it's not on Disney Plus, they couldn't see the uh, they couldn't see the the whole footage, and uh, and so they didn't know. Uh, the 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 idea of this it's it's just one of these things where you have to sort of look at it and go, you know, in hindsight, it's so easy to say like we'll make a miniature dummy of Luke. That's, you know, half scale and put a guy in a regular size costume that can actually do things and have him drag that Um, (laughs) real easy for us to say 40 years later, yeah, 45 years later, whatever it is, you know, back at the back then they were just like, oh, we got to make a 10 foot monster time to make the 10 foot monster. Let's see if we can do this, you know, or even today, if you built the 10 foot monster, you could easily rig him with a crane to take the weight of the suit with some hooks to each shoulder and then just comp them out later digitally and, you know, basically take the weight off this guy so he could really move things around. You'd even put the arms on like bungee or something like that. So, you know, again, all that weight's out of there and he can really do things. Um, There's a a lot of fun ways you could tackle this. Or even back then, just not doing it on location in a real Yes, in, in the in the in yeah. the tundra in a blizzard. Yeah, like do it on a soundstage where the ground is flat. Like you know, like you built an entire swamp on soundstage. You couldn't like you know wipe things out and put some snow on the ground. Like this is right. this is the easy set. I just think it's so fascinating thinking about how for so many years, and I, I like the big special edition. Wampa. I, I was Gabe and I were talking about something recently where I remember going to see the the New Hope special edition and they played the trailer for the Empire and Jedi special editions. And that was the first time we ever saw that there was going to be a special edition Wampa. And the theater absolutely lost their mind. People were like hugging each other, like pointing at the screen <laughs> because there was going to be a special edition Wampa. 
but it's i think the 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 original way that they did the wampa where they didn't have much right they just had the the phil tippet head you see the claw you see the 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 head come up like you said with like a blue sky behind it a claw and then just dragging luke and then that one shot you hear sounds and then that one shot of its face obscured you see the body walking in in the cave and in the first shots you do see the head twice you have one where it pops up and then one where it lunges forward so it pops up swats luke lunges forward swats the you know strangles the tauntaun and then uh from there it's you see the you see a little bit of it as it's dragging luke away like you it kind of like the camera starts on the legs of the wampa and then pans to luke as it walks away and then in the cave if i remember right the, the original edition you hear it you hear it roaring in the distance luke knows he's in trouble and then you the music builds you see a shot kind of through some stalactites or something of the body of it slowly walking like it's it's you know heading towards luke luke frees himself gets the lightsaber and just as he does that it cuts to that one shot where it lunges at the camera and then the last shot of course of the wampa is the arm falling on the floor chopped off but yeah they did they achieved a lot without much and made you think you saw it more than you did, which is good filmmaking. Yeah, that's always the dilemma because it's like sometimes it's better not to see as much because it's like more impactful. Yeah. But then on the other hand, sometimes it's just fun to see the creatures like the cantina wouldn't be as cool if they just implied it or like Jabba the Hutt wouldn't have been as awesome if they just like implied it off screen. Like sometimes you want to see it. So it's like it's hard to know what's the better because they both have their merits. Yeah, I mean, when you get to the special edition version of it, the scene gets a little longer, I think, in the process. And I don't know. I I, I love, I do love the look of the special edition Wampa. It's, it's clearly, you know, they were trying to sculpt based on, uh, what's his name, on, on Phil Tippett's, um, what do you call it, uh, a puppet. But, you know, rather than... In the original, like Luke comes to and he looks around and he just sees an empty space and hears the Wampa. To me, that's scarier than him waking up and immediately looking at the Wampa eating. I, it's funny, just in hindsight, I'm like, boy, it would have been neat to see them try to recreate, you know, or rebuild or whatever those those base attack scenes uh, and, and bring that storyline into it. But then again, from a narrative standpoint you know, putting those scenes in probably would have killed the flow that they've, they've so carefully put together. And by adding a few shots to this, I mean, what are the special edition shots? Is it like five or six shots maybe, you know, and instead of, instead of seeing the body obscured coming, you see the body stand up uh, and, and kind of come at him and you see just a little more of him running at Luke. And then of course the big, ow, my arms off scene it's probably an overall enhancement even if i still like the idea of the you know more um minimalist kind of approach the more hidden threat rather than um you know the the obvious here it is thing 
Yeah. And it's, it's hard to be objective when you're used to it one way and then it's a different way. Cause it's kind of like if it had always had more of the Wampa, you would have probably been like, I love that part when you get to see the Wampa, you know? Yeah. Cause, yeah. Yeah. Cause that's kind of how we are in the other parts where there's <laughs> the creatures. It's so it's like, you know, one thing I will say is the opening shot in the cave is really cool because there's a great camera move and there's three, there's two or three layers of foreground treatment before Luke. And all of that's moving at different speeds, you know, because the camera's moving around it. And so you just have stalactites and stalagmites up in front of the camera moving at different speeds. And it really gives this cave a sense that like a lot's going on in here. And where is this? And what is this? This is a weird place. This isn't just like a hollowed out, you know, hole in the snow. I, I, I think the set alone deserves a real round of applause because it's beautiful. Tom, did we ever ask you what, what is your theory on how the Wampa stuck Luke to the ceiling? Thank, thank you, Gabe. Cause I, I've been biting my tongue to ask that question this whole time. So I'm glad, I'm glad we're on the same wavelength yeah, here. We're, we're. I have no ever loving idea. <laughs> I, it's, a, it, it's something that I, I remember pondering as a kid and then just going, yeah, I'm going to hurt myself if I think about this too much. I'm going to stop. <laughs> and then I never thought about it again until now. So, so thanks. <laughs> Your nose started bleeding. <laughs> he's got to, he's got to lick his feet, right? <laughs> yeah. I think that's the, that was the consensus. Yeah. He spits on his feet and sticks him to the ceiling. That's the only answer, right? It's got to be. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he, he's got to warm up his feet enough to melt the ice a little bit. He bree- breathes real heavy on his feet while he's passing. <sighs> well, you know, it's like when you put salt on ice, it makes it melt. So, you know, he's got salty wampa saliva and he licks, he licks his feet in the ice and sticks. Oh, <laughs> Please don't say salty wampa saliva in public ever. Hold on, wait, my my phone is ringing. That's Disney taking away my license. Uh, <laughs> Which that would make total sense because wampas eat tauntauns, right? So maybe, yeah, maybe that's like part of like the wampa whole like genetic thing. Maybe they have like a salty tongue. Maybe. And and I mean, clearly, uh, I mean, look, everyone knows that um, that the tauntauns are just full of nitrates and, and uh, you know, and salt. Uh, so... Macaroni yeah. and macaroni, yeah. And I, I, for me, I don't know why. It looked like McDonald's hash browns in my mind as a kid. The image. <laughs> it doesn't, but that was that was my head cannon. Was tauntauns are filled with McDonald's hash browns? Did um, you ever put a McDonald's hash brown in your tauntaun toy? No, but I'm gonna go do that right now. Hold on, I'll be right back. I have to make a run first to McDonald's and then I have to go get my tauntaun. 20, 20 years later, you find the hash brown still in there. Oh, God. I think that would be great. Yeah. It's like, did you ever try this? Oh, I did. And I'll be right back. <laughs> That's what that smell is. Right. Yeah. And I thought these hash browns smelled bad when they were on the outside. <laughs> if somebody cut me open, too, it would just be McDonald's hash browns coming out. <laughs> I mean, now, we kind of jumped past Tippett's puppet a little bit. And for literally no reason, I'd like to go into more detail about that puppet. Um, No reason at all. 
that puppet was one of the one of the main things I wanted to see the first time I went to the archives. Um, it was literally in my top two, and and I did get to see it the first time I went, and uh, since then have been very fortunate to see it on a number of occasions, both just visiting and then uh, as part of uh, you know our work examining and uh, researching stuff and you know, actually measuring and 3D scanning and photographing the heck out of it and putting an endoscope in his mouth and all the fun stuff that we do. And so uh, that puppet has been something that for years I've wanted to develop for Regal Robot. I'm really excited that we've done that now, Um, which makes this whole, you know, Wampa talk very timely. (laughs) Um, And so if anybody's curious about it, go over to regalrobot.com, look uh, at the news entry and you'll see the first news entry is about our replica of Phil Tippett's Wampa puppet that we've done. It's really cool. It's, um, it, it is probably the most researched thing we've done. <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm really, really proud of how it turned out. The, the, the piece is you know, furry and has you know fake ice in the snow that we did in the same exact way that Phil did it for the puppet. It's got uh, custom eyes that are made to match the eyes on the puppet. And here's here's a fun story, by the way, a uh, fun detail, whatever. So the let's talk Wampa eyes for a minute. And by the way, eyes of Star Wars. I'm just saying. Hold on, I'm hold on, I'm writing that down. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's our next episode. Uh, so you have the freeborn Wampa which had these big, literally like pink and blue eyes that just looked like big, like almost like human eyes, like, like human irises, very, very weird looking and very sad uh, looking like a puppy dog or something. Um, You then had Freeborn redo that to attack the base. You lost the horns, put these giant metallic looking bug eyes on it. Then you get to Tippett's puppet, which looks like it's just got, black glass eyes underneath his brow, heavy brow, squinty eyes. You know, he's just all teeth. Well, when we went to check him out, I went to measure those black glass eyes that we all knew they were only to discover that they were glass eyes, but they were not black. They're actually amber eyes with a black iris and a bright blue, almost reflective pupil. It turns out they're taxidermy eyes. Uh, So these are glass replica eyes that taxidermists would use. Um, I don't know what specific animal they're meant to replicate, but it is something that in my research after, it was a thing that, you know, it's a particular style of taxidermy eye that used to exist. And they would do them you know, kind of, I always call them gumdrop eyes, where it's like kind of a bead of glass on the end of a wire. We actually, we, we work with a, a taxidermy company that does glass eyes for us for, for decades now. And so when this came about and we found that out, we measured the heck out of the real ones. We figured out the size of the iris, size of the pupil, the color, et cetera. And then we had this company make us custom glass eyes for the, the run that we're doing to match what Phil put in there. So we now have big light blue human looking eyes that are sad and kind of silly, giant silver bug eyes that are really weird oddball taxidermy uh, amber with a blue pupil and black iris eyes that Phil Tippett used. Now you get to the special edition. I'm going to have you guys guess what kind of eyes does the special edition Wampa have? Did I break you guys? I don't know. No one knows (laughs) because the special edition Wampa has no eyes. 
So they sculpted eyes, you know, like lids. And normally on a mask like that, you would put probably smoked brown or, or smoked black lenses, you know, just curved lenses that look like eye forms. And that's your, yeah, that's kind of your standard monster eye for something that doesn't have a personality, right? However, in talking with Howie Weed, who who not just played the Wampa, but oversaw the, the creation of that suit for the special edition, I, I assume in an effort to, avo- to avoid eyes fogging up and stuff like that, and I assume knowing the camera would never actually get close enough to see this, they just left the eyes empty. And uh, so Howie was just looking through these open eye slits uh, when he was looking out of the mask. Um, so... Uh, that one actually took me by surprise because I was sure again, oh, it's going to have smoked eyes or lenses like you would put on a high quality mask and nope, nothing at all. Just empty, empty little eye forms. Wow. Is, was that, is that suit still at the archives? Is a special edition suit there? Yes, it is. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty freaking cool suit. Um, it's, uh, the, the company that made the hair for that suit is the, uh, a, a very famous company has been around for years that there's one of the only places in the world to get hair that long. And it's, it's the same place we use, uh, to do our Chewbacca's. Um, it's the same place that, um, I, I used, oh gosh, 25 years ago, I made a Wampa for a store display, uh, for someone. And it was, uh, you know, just as a little personal project, this wasn't, you know, any kind of big unlicensed run or anything, but that was, um, you know, one of the cool things was to be able to use this effects hair that is not cheap, by the way. You know, you're talking thousands and thousands of dollars of hair on a suit like that. Um, we find that out when we do our chewies every time. But it is uh, it is one of those things that gives you a level of realism, having that 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 style of hair on these things. And yeah, that that to me. That suit is is really really well done, and it's shot great. You know, when you look at the shots that made it into the film, and and the fact that they then mixed in things like you know the stringy slime on the tauntaun leg when he's eating it, and he tries to pull it away, and it just you know you get this this I don't know whether it's supposed to be spit or drool or grizzle or whatever kind of coming off of his mouth. It's really 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 cool stuff. It's that salt spit. That's right. Put, putting some more seasoning on it. It gets stringy. Everyone knows that. If you if you turn the camera around, there's a bunch of like tauntaun drumsticks stuck to the <laughs> ceiling too for later. It would have been great if like Luke is there hanging from the ceiling and he just looks over and there's a tauntaun like <laughs> you, yeah. you you seeing this? You believe this? This happened? Yeah. I think there's a lot of missed opportunity in this scene they could have done with the special edition. We talked about feet. We talked about uh, eyes. You were talking about using an endoscope on the 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 puppet. What was going on with that? Is is the level of detail on the on the regal robot uh, replica getting inside the wampa mouth? And what is going on inside that wampa mouth? Is there salt in there? I yeah I. I'm glad that didn't get past you because, uh, yeah, it seems not weird to us to say things like that. But I have to be reminded, Tom, that's weird. So every once in a while, you know, please. Yeah. Like, let's call this out. Um, so, yeah, the, the puppet being a, an artifact, you can't just reach in, grab them by the jaws and yank them open to see what's happening deep inside the mouth there and figure out things. 
Um, and when you're doing a laser scan of a piece like that, it's tough to get, you know, it's tough to penetrate further than what you can see. Um, and we did pretty well with scanning, you know, the face and, and the outer teeth and getting a sense of all of that. But as always with these things, you've got to do your research. So um, we got the mouth, you know, the uh, everything situated to where it was as open as comfortably as it was going to be without forcing things, which is something we always try not to do at the archives because we want to go back someday. Um, the teeth are wild on the Wampa, on the puppet version especially. Um, the special edition Wampa is very much based on the puppet Wampa. It's a very similar facial sculpt. The finish is a little different. They let the the horns really show, for instance, whereas uh, Phil covered the horns mostly. Um, but the uh, the teeth on the special edition Wampa are much more organized, whereas Phil's are a beautiful mess. The reason is that Phil actually started with a very narrow jaw set from a taxidermy set. And a taxidermy teeth are... Uh, fake plastic teeth that you put into taxidermy mounts because if you used real stuff, like the gums would rot away and all of that stuff, and that's gross. So uh, they have these fake jaw sets that have sculpted gums, sculpted plastic teeth, and that's what Phil used for the teeth on the Wampa. Well, the original set of teeth are from something like, oh gosh, it has to be like a fox or you know, small, like a mid-sized dog size sort of mouth. Something that doesn't have a face like a wampa, something very narrow, like a dog or a wolf, you know, like carnivore kind of thing. So when you look inside the mouth, what you see is this narrow jaw set with a taxidermy tongue and with the usual complement of teeth that you would expect from a, you know, that kind of uh, carnivorous uh, dog-like set of teeth, padded out on either side to make the wider face, rounded off in the front, with extra teeth stuck in front of them and coming around the sides on both the top and the bottom. So he almost has like two layers of teeth uh, to, if, if you're looking at it. And even if you watch the movie, when he pops up, he opens his mouth real wide and you can see in, you can see the roof of his mouth and it's got this patterned kind of breakup uh, paint on it. And it's got a big broken incisor in the back and two uh, a little batch of teeth in the front and then a whole bunch of little pointy ones all around it going in all different directions. Uh, and then around the bottom, similar kind of thing. You have the basic kind of jaw set teeth and then the others. We could see all those front teeth and we could see the two layers of teeth and we could even, you know, get in there and get a decent look at those jaw sets. But using that endoscope, let us get in and figure out the teeth in the back and really get a sense of that jaw set and how far back it went, how many teeth there were that you couldn't see, uh, and even helped us discover four teeth uh, that were on either side of the tongue. Uh, it was two, you know, one, uh, two on each side that are even they're mostly covered. One of them, you know, they're they're they're, they're like just barely there, but it was so cool to see those, you know, so like we're literally taking this microscope, this, this tiny little camera with a light and, sh and putting it in the mouth and looking around and taking pictures and, and printing them out and, you know, f counting teeth and figuring out where things are. And, um, it was a huge help to getting things right. It's, it probably is something that will be a bit overlooked because you almost need an endoscope to see it. Um, but we know it's there 
And we know that we're giving people something that is now going to be as, you know, faithful as humanly possible. And let's be honest, probably faithful in a way that no other licensee would ever do on a licensed product. So anyone that buys the Wampa Puppet needs to bring it to the dentist yeah. and have their dentist just show them inside the mouth. Break out the scope. We did, we did, before we did the endoscope, we were actually using a dental mirror uh, to get in there and try and take pictures. And then a, a friend of mine from ILM uh, was actually there doing some work on things. And he had a, a boroscope, an endoscope in his kit and uh, let us borrow that. And that was, that was very, very helpful. Just, just incredible stuff to discover. And, and, you know, to get a sense of the mechanics of it and how Phil put it together and, and, you know, to hear from Phil that it, you know, he built this thing in like a day, you know, um, it's, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> of course he did. And then, you know, like right. in between, you know, doing the, the ad at walkers being part right. of that, like one of them still to this day, one of the most incredible effect sequences of all time. And, you know, just one day I'll make this incredibly iconic snow monster here. Right. And never mind, you know, the, the all the Tauntaun shots that he, he was doing oh and God. building that rep, that puppet and all of that stuff the, you know, he did have one advantage over us with the Wampa. Phil wasn't replicating anything. So wherever Phil put the hair, he was right. You know, wherever Phil put the teeth, <laughs> yeah. he was correct. You know, with us, yeah. we've got to now match the weird stuff Phil did in a rush, you know, 45 years ago or whatever. And now, you know, we're sitting here going like, all right, I guess this, okay, maybe that, you know, it's just like, really like he didn't have to boroscope anything. He just had to fill it. So a question I had, so, you know, compared to something like the maquettes where you can very clearly see everything, how do you deal with the fur? Cause you're trying to figure out what's under the fur, but you can't really like, you can't, you can't like comb it or anything, right? Like, can you move the fur around it when you're looking at the real puppet or do you just kind of have to? Yeah. So to a degree, sometimes you take like, you know, skewers or sticks or whatever, and you can move the hair apart a little bit and try and get some measurements and things that give you an indication of the size of the foam underneath it. Um, there are, there are measurable things, but then there's other stuff that literally is just, you know, feel and experience. And, and, you know, look, I've, I've been around furry puppets and monsters since I was, you know, five. Uh, <laughs> I've been making stuff with fur regularly my entire life, really. I, I have a pretty good handle on, you know, being able to look at something and know how much visual weight that fur is adding and how much we have to pull back uh, to create the shape to make it look that way and what needs to be exaggerated and what doesn't. Um, and I, and it's, you know, maybe that's a little bit of a brag, but I don't know if it's much of a flex. I don't know how many people are out there going, <laughs> but it, it's just, I'll say this, it's it, that part of this is really my wheelhouse. And, and, you know, there was definitely some back and forth. We, we, you know, created a few different bodies and, and did some tests. We put fur on it, see how it looked, you know, make some tweaks, put some more fur on it, see how that looked you know, what's under the fur is definitely more re requires a little more experimentation than like, you know, what are his skin wrinkles like? And what does his nose look like? Cause that's all stuff you can capture with a scan. And then, um, you know, Christian at our shop just brilliantly, uh, dials in those scans and reworks what needs to be and fills in the gaps. But yeah, that the body wasn't, wasn't super simple to do, uh, because of that. 
but you know, luckily things like the fur and the fur treatments and, and the distressing on it, that's also stuff that is just, you know, such a, uh, it's just something I have done so, so many times that, that, that part of it was fun. You know, it was like, okay, this is, um, the, the, like, okay, we got this out of the way. We got the sculpt out of the way. We got the body figured out. It's like, okay, now I get to put hair on this. This is fun. You know, like, so that was, uh, that was definitely, um, that was something I looked forward to on this was getting, you know, getting those first samples done, getting them painted, getting fur on them. Sam, uh, Samantha Martino at the shop helped me with, uh, modifying the patterns to be repeatable. I did the, the kind of first pass. She, she gave me a rough out. I did a first pass, uh, furring up a whole one. And then in that process, I worked out what the new patterns kind of really had to be. And then she dialed in a really nice set of repeatable patterns that we'll use for the run now. And, uh, we've done five of them to do our, our sort of reviewer samples and our Disney samples and things like that. And it was a good proof of concept. I always like when we can do a few of something before we do a run, because then we can say like, okay, we know this works. And now we know how much time it takes to make each. And we know how much to charge <laughs> because it's real easy to go like, oh yeah, we're going to make this. And you just got to paint it and glue this together and put some hair on it. No big deal. And then, you know, while you're making a hundred of them realize that, you know, like, oh, this is taking an extra four hours each. And that costs us quite a bit of money at the studio. You know? Well, it's definitely like looking at the, at the photos, like the fur is so cool looking on its own with just the way it's, you know, just weathered and the chunks of salty saliva and snow on it and everything. Like it's just, it's like, <laughs> it doesn't just look like some hair on it. Right. Like it just, it looks really, really cool. Thank you. Yeah, we didn't want it to look like a stuffed animal. Well, and it's like someone in your your live chat you did you you and Rob did today said it looked like it was photoshopped in with you guys, <laughs> and I thought that was really interesting because we're we're, we're familiar with the, the 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 concept maquettes that you guys have so faithfully recreated, but the, this Wampa, it's it's so iconic. Like you're like yeah, yeah, that's the Wampa, and it was like almost surreal to see it and see it that big next to you while you were it's like being near a celebrity yeah it's just like i can't believe that they're really here i've seen them on tv or something it yeah yeah it's so faithful it's and i think yeah like like kind of like gabe was saying like the fur is such a wild card but you guys just nailed it thank you yeah that was that was fun and it, it did take a little doing it's funny the type of fur that we intended to use originally was actually discontinued of course the minute we needed it um, so we had to go through a lot of samples to find out what the current options were and, uh, the, you know, try and match it for length more than anything, because the rest of it in styling we could do. Um, uh, but it was important to me to find a fur that would have a curliness and a matting to it that would feel stringy and longer than it really looks because in the movie, that's how that it really reads as, you know, this kind of shaggy, stringy, piecey, long hair. And when you just get fresh fur, it doesn't look like that. It looks like a teddy bear. You know, even if it's longer fur, it still looks very clean and fresh. And so, you know, we do a lot of things to it physically and with paint and with other techniques, not just to give it the icy look, but to make it look not bright white and brand new and, you know, uh, not evenly colored all over and not super 
combed and fresh and fluffy. Uh, you know, he's he's got a really great sort of pieciness to him and and stringiness to the hair uh, that you don't just get out of the box. So um, I'm really proud of what we did in that regard too. And I'm, I'm thank you for noticing that. That's 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 a good good call out. Did the the stringiness of the hair? Because when you were saying that, that that's such an iconic kind of wampa trait that that stringy fur did the freeborn puppet have that or is that more of a tippet thing the the freeborn suit has it to a degree it's more shaggy than stringy um the fur seems denser on the freeborn suit than you know the special edition or or the puppet and, and you know it just seems shorter and denser and and honestly it's because they were using those sheepskins uh you know n- nowadays if you were doing a suit that's 10 feet tall, you'd be using, you know, eight, eight and 10 inch mixed hairs on it or something like that so that it would feel in scale with it and would feel long and shaggy, you know, would look more like, um, you know, a, a fluffier version of Chewie's hair or even like Harry and the Hendersons or something like that. Whereas, you know, that suit, it looks like to me, the hair is no longer than four or five inches, which on a suit that big seems short. It's like, you know, Ewok fur at that point, you know, proportionally. Also, the fur of Star Wars. I'm just saying. Just <laughs> Hold on, let me. Because <laughs> I think of those those wacky deleted scenes, and like when yeah. you said like you don't want it to look like a teddy bear. I mean, maybe it's those big weird fly eyes that the Wampa has that make it just kind of look cuter because it's just got big eyes, but it, it's the fur. I don't know. It seems a little fuzzier yeah. than the kind of gnarly, grungy wampa that we're so familiar with. That, that longer stringier, you know, like, yeah. Well, and it's, I think it's worth talking about too, the Joe Johnston creature oh, yeah. design for the wampa where that's really fascinating because it's got like the big action figure arms and mm-hmm. it's got these weird, like glowing yellow yeah. eyes and they're like sunglasses. Almost. Yeah. Like cat, cat kind of guy, like sixties kind of, yeah. it's got great feet too. Um, so those are the feet that they put on the special edition one, by the way. Right. Yeah. How fascinating. Yeah, the body proportions are interesting there. They're, they're, he's huskier and squattier, I think, than the freeborn costume in the action figure, uh, and he's he's very hunchy. There's not, you know, it's the horns are are lower than his shoulders, uh, so his head is really really low. Um, but it's neat. It does look like it was based on Stuart's sculpt. It's got the same mouth. It's got the bat nose. It's got the eye shape. Uh, it just doesn't have the the big, you know, puppy dog eyeballs. I just think it's kind of like we talked about earlier. I just think it's, it's so wild how the look of the Wampa was something that was evolving almost while you're watching the film. But like you said, you know, we, when somebody asked you, what does the Wampa look like? You're like, well, it's, you know, it's got horns and maybe that was our mind just going to the action figure, you know, like how, we we all knew what a cloud car pilot looked like, even though we don't see a cloud car pilot on film. We just saw the action figure and the card on the action figure and stuff. Yeah, it's it it is one of those things where you know your mind fills in the gaps. The question becomes, where is it getting that information? Is it from you know paintings and drawings from the 
the the old card games and stuff like that or the role playing game? Is it from statues and licensed collectibles that that companies have done? Is it from you know the special edition at this point, which is now over twenty five years old and 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 thus you know already I mean it is the definitive version of the movie right now, right? Like that's or at least that's what it's considered. Is that affecting it, or or back in the day was it because of the action figure? And I I mean I think that's a really astute kind of call out. I think it's very much the action figure when we were kids that, that made us think we knew what a Wampa looked like. Well, and kind of wrapping this all up too, you, you mentioned that, you know, you have been making monsters like all your life, but your, your history with the Wampa, you briefly talked about like the store display you did, but you, but you have a long, a long love affair with Wampas, right? Yes. <laughs> it, it's funny. I always think of what was, uh, gosh, Kevin Smith, where he's talking about, you know, Wampa one on the internet and they're, you know, they're, they're calling out the nerds. So yeah, Wampa was actually my handle on the old replica prop forum back in the late nineties, early two thousands. I, yeah, at the time I, I was, I was obsessed with the puppet. I loved the Wampa. I, I greatly enjoyed when they did the special edition version, just because it was a really cool creature suit. And, uh, and yeah, built, built a full size, well, about eight foot tall was where I ended it. Uh, uh, you know, which is a really big beast, um, when you're talking a Wampa and that, what was great about that was that introduced me to, uh, this fur company, National Fiber Technology, which now I've been using for, you know, uh, going on two and a half, uh, over two and a half decades. And they're some of my favorite people around and, and one of our absolute favorite vendors we use for so many things. It, it got, it, it, it got me noticed, I guess, on the RPF when, when, you know, first joining, it was part of why I picked the, the Wampa nickname because, it was it was a way to kind of go like because that was what it was about back then. It was like, oh, what if you know, what 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 did you make today? You know, and to be able to go like, oh, you know, here I made a freaking wampa, and everybody was just like, what? You know, because <laughs> most people were making like hardware store lightsabers at the time or converting water pistols into. Uh, you know, Princess Leia's blaster or something like that. Or if the, you know, the really lucky ones were finding a Graflex and making a really cool saber or getting an old demilitarized, uh, demilled uh, Sterling uh, gun to turn into a Stormtrooper blaster or something like that. You know, I was there doing really unique stuff, Wampas and Givens and Devil Guys and, you know, all, all the various cantina monsters I was sculpting up in my, in my little workshop at the house for fun. It did kind of give me a bit of an identity, and I did back. This is over twenty-five years ago. I even made a version of this puppet wampa for myself, which wound up going to a friend of mine in Japan years ago. Um, I would love to get it back now to put it side by side with this one to see how how I did. Um, I I don't have many pictures of it, but it was. Um, I, I remember seeing the real one for the first time. You know, the first comparison I had was, well, how does it compare to what I did? <laughs> because I, in my head, I had a particular picture of it, and it was um, I, you know, not, not to brag, I actually did pretty good. I was a little oversized, 
um, but you know, never having seen the real one. Uh, and I was too, too neat about the teeth. Um, Phil was much wilder in what he did about the teeth, but, um, but otherwise, you know, pretty close. Uh, and that was pretty gratifying when seeing the real thing was like, Oh, I got close. And, and all I could think every time I saw it was like, Oh, I'd love to make this thing again. Like this would be a really cool thing to make. And when we started Regal and when we started doing the replica stuff, it was always something on my list to do literally like from the start of us getting the part of our license to do the, the busts and replicas and collectibles. Um, my first pitch to Disney, this puppet was in that pitch, this, this replica of it. And, um, and I'm just, yeah, I'm beyond excited to now have finally done that and to be so happy with how it turned out and to have, honestly, the reaction, especially today, we just did that live video and just all the positivity that came out of that and everybody who's you know seeing it for the first time and getting as excited as I am about it is super, super gratifying and very, very cool. Yeah, I was thinking it's got to mean so much to you where this has been like a passion project of yours for decades. And yeah, now like you have this company and you're doing what you're doing and this very special piece for you. And like you said, yeah, people are like, I want to buy that. I want to put that in my home. You nailed it. It's perfect. It's beautiful. I love the Wampa also. It's just, it's gotta, it's gotta be really special for you. Absolutely. Yeah. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. It's going to be amazing too. And, uh, down the road when you have the, you know, when you have dozens of them in the shop and you can just kind of like lay there surrounded by <laughs> Wampa puppets. Roll around in Wampas. Yeah. yeah. Like and their salty saliva. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, we did. Um, so if you go to uh, either the Regal Robot Fan and Collector Showcase Facebook group or our YouTube channel at Regal Robot, I did a quick video at the shop with five of them on a table. And it's really cool to see that many of it in a, in, in one place. Um, and I, I can't wait until we have like 20 of them to line up. That's going to be insane. And it's extra cool too, that much like the Rancor, there's the, the legacy edition, right? With the, the Phil Tippett original drawing once again, which blew everyone's mind with the Rancor. They're so amazing. They're so beautiful. And that's back for the Wampa. Yes. And Phil did not disappoint. The number of sketches he did is, you know, similar to the number as, as the Rancor. Um, but this time around, I feel like he even stepped it up a notch and that, that each one of these is really, really cool. They're full of pop and energy and ferociousness and uh, just they're they're really really cool if you go to our our website where we have the legacy edition there's there's photos of a handful of the uh, of the sketches he did you know the cool thing is literally everyone is unique he did them by hand you're getting an original sketch by phil and uh and yours will be yours and no one's gonna have that exact one uh and it's just so cool and the you know you can see i don't know there's probably a couple dozen of them that we have pictures of, but there's a hundred different sketches that are going to go into this edition and it's going to be really cool. I don't know. It's so awesome that he was excited to do that for the Rancor and that he must've had enough fun to just keep doing it. And yeah, it's just, it's such a cool, it's such, it just takes a cool thing and makes it that much cooler. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and, and it is, it's always an honor 
and this is not, you know, this is not me blowing smoke. It is a absolute honor to have Phil be a part of anything we're doing. Um, but to do it in a way where it's more than just signing his name on something where he's actually putting some thought and heart into sketching something up for people. Like I, 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 it's, it was, it was so cool that people got that when we did the rancor and that, you know, that the, the sketch edition sold out in 10 minutes with the rancor. Um, it was one of our fastest sellouts ever. And it was, it actually put a strain on the site server you know, people were, were like having to like, it was slowing down to the point where there's like things are just loading slow for people because so many people were trying to buy this at once. It's so cool because we, you know, Rob thought of the idea of the sketches at the shop. I wasn't a hundred percent on it right away. We, you know, we kept talking about, it, we developed it. Phil actually pushed it even further for us and, and made it something where it was even more unique and individualized. And at, you know, to have it be something where at the end everybody was on board and clamoring and and literally you know like just just refreshing our site at noon eastern when it was going up for sale to get to to get theirs and to have it sell out that quick was amazing um and i i i'm curious to see how this one goes with that same thing in mind and i think that um uh, so far, the reactions have, have again been so good. I think it's going to be a similar situation. So, if people heard this right, if they for some reason, if they just woke up from a coma, they don't know anything about the the Regal Robot Wampa coming out. What do they need to know? So they they woke up with their their feet frozen into the the roof of an ice cave. Yeah, held in by Wampa spit. A very a, a salty smell in the air. I don't understand why. So they, uh, and a tauntaun next to them upside down going, huh? Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, go to uh, regalrobot.com. Go to the news page. The top news item is all about this. It is it is a, um, a brand new replica that we are making of Phil Tippett's Puppet Wampa. Highly realistic, highly detailed. I hope a beautiful tribute to uh, an absolute legendary effects artist. Um, and you can find those on the site. You can follow us on, on social, of course, where we're at Regal Robot. And while you're at it, go follow at Tom Spina Designs wherever you like to as well, because we also do cool stuff in my other business. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it's, it comes out this Tuesday, uh, February 20th, noon Eastern, and it's going to be crazy. And this is just the tip of the, the salty iceberg <laughs> because... You got, you, you've got Temple of Doom stuff coming. You've got yeah. the very exciting first Phantom Menace item on the way. Yes. We've got another Return of the Jedi maquette with a sketch edition that is going to blow people's minds coming up as well. Uh, we have a Return of the Jedi prop that comes out in April. We've got a screen size wall bust thing coming out in the april may kind of area and then yeah the our first phantom menace piece will come out on the 25th anniversary of uh the phantom menace on uh i believe that's may 19th so that's going to be really cool to reveal to the world as well and maybe we'll maybe we'll even talk about that here you're so busy you're gonna have to hire somebody just to sleep for you <laughs> <laughs> I, that's,
that's a great idea. <laughs> well, I'm just going to say, if you ever decide to make Star Wars themed salt and pepper shakers, you need to make a Wampa salt shaker. Oh, God. <laughs> and and before the next one of these, we got to figure out who the pepper is then. <laughs> <laughs> Luke Skywalker and Han Solo in hot outfits, each sold separately. I'll look higher. Wumpa! Wumpa! R2-D2, use your sensor scope. I can't find Luke. Hey, you big fur coat. Try me out for size. Wumpa, 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 Wumpa. Thanks, Han. And you too, R2. You Huff Wumpa, R2-D2, with sensor scope and other action figures, each sold separately from Kenner's Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back collection. points too accurate for sand people only imperial stormtroopers are so precise Everybody, Apple Podcast Reviews, when you get done listening to this episode, if you listen on Apple, we'd love it if you gave us a nice little review over there. And if you listen on Spotify, you can leave five stars there, too. And check out our website, BlastPointsPodcast.com. And make sure you're following us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you're on Facebook, make sure you're part of the Blast Point Super Chill Group. And we got the Blast Points Army on Patreon, where in the coming weeks there's going to be review episodes for Season 3 of The Bad Batch, which is very exciting. Cool stuff is on the way with that, and that's going to be happening there on the Blast Points Army Patreon. But that wraps up 390. Tom, in case people fell into a coma again while listening to this episode, if they... I'm starting to think people have medical problems. Uh, I, I think it, people tend to fall asleep while listening to blast points. It's, it's, it's a fact. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a us problem. <laughs> well, you guys really know how to sell this. Thing. Um, blast points. You may end up in a coma. Side, side effects may include coma. <laughs> Not moving around much. A sleepy feeling. Um, uh, yeah, no. If they're in a, if they, if they're just waking up again, um, hi, good morning, nice to see you. I'm Tom. I'm from Regal Robot. Go to at Regal Robot on all of your favorite socials. Look us up on YouTube. Give us a follow or a sub over there. We've got some great videos up about this Wampa now, including a cool interview with Phil Tippett talking all about his Wampa puppet. And uh, please follow at Tom Spina Designs everywhere as well. And much like the Super Chill Group, which is amazing, and you have to go and join that if you haven't yet, please go over to the Regal Robot Fan and Collector Showcase, which was 
our chill group and also a really, really fun gang of people that have uh, uh, an absolute blast talking about Star Wars and Regal Robot products. And uh, you'll get sneak previews and contests and all kinds of fun stuff that you're never going to get anywhere else. Yeah, it's really great. And so it's a really, really awesome place with, with very like-minded Star Wars fans. But always, Tom, it's always so great having you on these conversations. Yeah, just so much fun. I always look forward to every time I, uh, I get to hang out and chat with you guys virtually or in person. And uh, I just hope that we can uh, do it again soon in person because that's even that's even more fun. Well, and we'll try not to make you talk about feet next time. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe we'll give you a break. <sighs> I think I'm going to wind up in a coma. <laughs> so, so, all right, everybody, stay tuned for something extra special coming in the next episode, whenever that drops. So, something to look forward to. But until then, can I thank tell you them all. that I know what it is? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, okay. Then never mind. People at home, I have no idea what it is. You're definitely not in for a treat. It's nothing special. No, no, no big deal at all. No, no, no big deal at all. It's, stay tuned. Stay yeah. tuned, everybody. So, until then. Thank you all so much for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. May the force be with you. Goodbye, old friend. May the force be with you. I thank you both for letting me yammer on about our, our, our edition so much there, but uh, hopefully it was a nice way to talk further about what Phil did with that amazing puppet he made and, uh, and all that inspiration he gave us. I just love it. Cause yeah, it goes, it goes back to the genius, the incredible genius of Phil Tippett once again. And yeah. And like I said too, this is, this one's personal. It's like Jaws four, for, you know, for you. This is this is this is Tom Spina four. This time it's personal. Uh huh. That's that's my secret, Cap. It's always personal. Just hopefully nothing explodes at the end. Right. Uh, I mean, he's got those those rows of teeth now that we've learned. So that's a little shark like right there. Yeah. So. I mean, that was a Wampapalooza if I ever heard one. May the force be with you!